0: The Green Bay Health Project Podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility and strength. We believe that your body is your greatest tool, and when you take care of it, you can move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movement-rehab.com. That's mvmt-rehab.com to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project podcast. Today I am joined by an international speaker, author, and founder of a practice that now has over 80 clinics all across the U.S. and has really changed the medical game. Founder of The Wellness Way, Dr. Patrick Flynn thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to talk with us today
1: thanks uh trevor i really appreciate being on the podcast today
0: yeah and uh so you know before i get too ahead of myself um and, and bringing up some things you know i want can you just tell us why you decided to start the wellness way kind of how it how it came to be and how it grew into this
1: huge clinic well what happened is i was uh, uh well first of all i'm a wisconsin boy uh so i've been here my whole life with the exception nice. of when i had to go to my graduate schools in different states um, but what happened was is I was a sick kid um, I was diagnosed as a juvenile delinquent when I was in third grade mm-hmm. because I always felt like my skin was crawling my brain was always going 100 miles an hour there was just a lot of physical attributes that back then and, and I'm 46 years old now but back then you know they didn't have the technology they have the certain understandings that way so they thought I was actually a troubled child and they didn't realize that I was having massive sensory overload and if we were to if we were to fast forward to things today they probably would diagnose me on probably an Asperger's kind of uh, syndrome well huh. long story short so I actually um it was it was it was a rough upbringing uh it was very difficult and then what happened it transpired as I was diagnosed as the, a juvenile what happened is uh, because I once again got so irritable that my body would sometimes felt like it was uncontrollable in mean, fact that's like I got so sensory overloaded I'd snap and it was affecting me psychologically and then um As things transpired as I was an F&D student, not a joke, (laughs) I was an F&D student, and then um, some certain other health situations happened when I was uh, an early teenager, about 13 years old, which led me to realize that, once again, um, medical aspect wasn't working for me, Mm -hmm. and um, so I started to really research some different things, so I started to look more into, I know I I even hate this term, but more of the natural realm, Uh, Mm -hmm. so I went to visit a chiropractor, I started to look at nutrition in detail. Um, and then we figured out that my issues were significantly immune issues. I was okay. eating some things and having some allergies that uh, were causing some psychiatric overload. And today we know that's the gut-brain connection. Mm-hmm. And but back then they didn't. But mm-hmm. now today with science and everything going on, we know that there's so many significant neurotransmitters that are made in the in the in the GI and other peripheral parts of the body, not just in the brain. And mm-hmm. they can be they can be influenced by not only our psychological health but also our physical health. So then I'm like, ah! So I got a I got an interest in nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. I got an interest in immunology. I got an interest in chiropractic. I got an interest in all these different um, uh, the fields. But then I realized when I was what as a teenager that each one of those fields had a, a really good benefit, but they weren't putting them all together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. so my so I started to get other degrees, you know. And that's why, um, yes, a lot of people say, hey, you're Dr. Patrick Flynn. And uh, um, what's your doctorate? Well, my doctorate's actually in chiropractic, but my other degrees in immunology and in nutrition and, and actually in my postgraduate work has been more on biochemistry and physiology because what happened is that's how the wellness way got started, but what really made us um, known across the world to actually have offices all over the world was the fact that I met my beautiful bride when I was <laughs> almost ending one of my degrees, and she was told she could never have any children. So, okay. therefore, she suffered from PCOS and endometriosis, and also have colitis, cluster headaches, cystic acne, and from what I put together from my once again my education, I said, well, guess what? Um, it doesn't make sense because what they were telling her was she needed to have her uterus ripped out. They were telling her that she would that she couldn't ever bear children. It would be very bad if she tried. Uh-huh. And then we start to reverse that process because I looked at her and I said, I disagree with what everybody's telling you, uh-huh. and that's why. 18 years later after i started practice 21 years ago we put a a book together called that said i disagree i just disagree the way they look at healthcare today i'm not saying there's not value in certain things but the major premise i believe is very misleading Mm -hmm. and and you say doc how can you say that well i just have to say i've been in practice for 21 years and once again we do have offices all over the world but once you think about this cancer heart disease diabetes infertility every condition in the world continues to go up, yet we spend more and have more availability to most medical and natural things ever in history, but people are sicker. So it's been a, so it's been a good venture that way of actually showing people. And so we just came up with a little different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so then I started to about, uh, I wasn't even on social media five years ago uh, because wow. we had built just practices all over. And, and when people are looking for a different answer, it was very easy for us to get the clinical results so that's where we could be able to build then also sudden I put a couple of videos out on Facebook and things like that and holy macro it kind of went a little crazy um, in a great way and then people start to just kind of listen to what we were saying uh, but because once again we can we can give them a major um, a major perspective that they haven't heard before and then give them some clinical steps that they can do uh, from the most simplistic thing and no joke I will be with uh, I actually will be down in Texas this week. I will be over at, at Baylor, I'll be at uh, Texas Medical School, and if I, if I talk to the students, if I speak there, if I speak to any natural or medical organization, um, I actually get massive great feedback because it's things that no matter what medical field you're in, no matter if it's natural or medical, uh, this relates, that's why we do have professionals in our clinics that do have medical degrees. Uh, we actually have a pharmacist that uh, practices this way. We have nurse practitioners, we have chiropractors, we have nutritionists and it's been able to to uh, transcend all healthcare fields, which, um, no joke, we have a physical therapist, we have a bunch of people. So, nice. and as we get in more to it that way, uh, you're gonna see that it's just based on basic biochemistry and physiology principles, which today healthcare is not, nor has ever been, it's always been based on a disease model, and since we're always chasing after diseases, both medically and naturally, it's why they'll never figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, and I think, like you kind of touched on everything is intertwined I mean I think a lot of people focus on one area of health and think that that's going to be the answer and they neglect every other area and they don't necessarily understand or not maybe not not understands it's not the right way to say it but they don't take the time to figure out how all the systems are kind of impacting where the main problem is and they people just take the med because that's what they're told to do to treat the symptom when really there's many different aspects that are probably functioning improperly or poorly and really impacting what you're feeling or are the cause of the pain. And that's, you know, it's symptoms. It's not the cause or the issue that's being identified.
1: Correct. And that's one thing I think, um, I'm a big person of analogies, um, Mm -hmm. to, to some of what you just said there, I, I, in my book and different teachings and posters we have in our offices, we call it the Swiss watch principle. Um, Mm -hmm. medicine, for example, they do, they, they separate the gears and the parts. If you look at a Swiss watch, there's a bunch of gears. Well, if one of those gears stops working, it affects every gear of the watch. But that's mm-hmm. actually the way the human body should be looked at. Yet medicine has separated us into different gears, and they have a specialist. Specialist for brain, specialist for the foot, specialists for the liver. And they don't realize that every part is connected from the simplicity mm-hmm. of this. People do not realize that their big toe controls their heart. And when they don't understand that, they go, well, Doc, what are you talking about? I said, well, let me see what happens to your heart rate. It goes up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, your blood pressure goes up, your cholesterol levels go up, your sugar go- levels go up. Yet our whole system is based on, we draw your blood and we, and we see your blood sugars up, or your cholesterol's up, or your heart rate's up, or your your all these blood pressures up, where they're looking at treating the end effect and going, guess what? If you use a medical or natural tool to try to lower those things, I'm sitting there going, well, just get off the damn toe, <laughs> you know? But yeah. I know it's simple. But that's not the way healthcare's looked at today because there's gonna be a ton of people that go in the doctors today for high blood pressure and instead of them finding the stressor to the body that has led to the physiological reaction that your body's doing to survive. You know, mm-hmm. we're both in Green Bay right now. I want you to think mm-hmm. it this way. It's, it, well, it was 10 below when I was here yesterday morning on Sunday, I think I got here at like 6 a.m., walked in the office and it was 10 below. If we just put our pair of shorts on and we walk outside, the body's going to respond to that stressful choice and pull all the blood to the core to the point where you can lose your fingers and toes. The body did not make a mistake. The body was very smart trying to adapt to a stress. So when a person has high blood pressure, it's not a problem. Your body is trying to adapt to the stress and let, and if all you do is even lower that blood pressure, you, you inhibit the body's ability to even deal with the stress it's trying to deal with.
0: Hmm. It's, it's so interesting and I think that's where things have really kind of gone awry with the medical system is, is that it's only they take one part of it and try to paint the whole picture rather than actually looking at the whole picture and um, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I mean you're doing so well people they don't necessarily know about that option and until they do and once they start to hear about it it's it's like wow this these people can really help me Mm -hmm. Um, and we can really take care of some of these underlying issues that I've been dealing with for I mean who knows how long you know and that's I think that's where people really start to get into the the nitty-gritty and be like oh this person can help me let me figure out what's going on take the time to get to know them I mean I'm sure we do this we we make sure we hear everybody's story we hear their goals we hear their past because it all relates to what they're doing now and I'm sure you probably do something similar with everybody you work with
1: well and nice is this is this is where healthcare today has really failed people is they almost treat them like everybody's same Mm-hmm. Um, I can beyond the shadow of doubt if, if anybody has ever suffered from depression. No, I have not. Uh, but obviously we've dealt with thousands of people have. Uh, a standard is an SSRI. And mm-hmm. then here's the standard of care. Here, take an SSRI and do me a favor. Uh, what I want you to do is this. is I want you to come back and I want you to tell me how you're doing and then we'll base your doses on how you feel. There is no mm-hmm. scientific validation to that way. Psychiatric drugs are one of the most detrimental things that they've ever done to people. Yep. The idea is this. It's like, but then the next person comes in, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. And there's no two people that I've ever met that were biochemically or physiologically or even had the certain stressors that could relate to the same things. You know, I think um, there is only, I think, one commonality that I think that all doctors, no matter where I speak, okay, no matter what professional, it doesn't matter what healthcare venue they are, is the fact that, listen, if and this is what I tell people when I go and speak, I say, listen, I have a different view of the way we should view doctors. But then second of all, I also have a different way that we should actually look at as far as causal factors because whenever you look at one major thing that contributes to almost every condition on the planet, it's inflammation. Mm-hmm. That, that's why 21 years ago when I said, hey, here's the one way approach to inflammation. Well, our current look to inflammation and in medically is actually steroids and anti-inflammatories and they give them out like candy to, mm-hmm. the, for the, purpose of, um, to the purpose of it's actually even cause a lot of deaths. But the significant thing that you wanna look at is, hey, everybody, everybody's trigger to inflammation is actually dramatically different. And that's where digging deep for each person could be, it's vital because there could be a physical problem that causes inflammation. There could, be a, there could be a chemical, there could be a food, there could be a bacteria, there could be a virus, there could be mental stress. There, all those factors are needed to be viewed at because then we start removing those inflammatory triggers to the body. The body is genetically programmed for normal. It's not genetically programmed for disease. We have convinced people that's con- that, uh, uh, not us, but, uh, medicine has convinced people that problems are genetic. They're not genetic. You're not genetically programmed for disease. There's not mm-hmm. one part of your body that's not genetically programmed for normal physiology. That's what we're genetically programmed for. Mm-hmm. And, but, in relationship to, if your grandpa has high blood pressure and you have high blood pressure, they tell your son's gonna have blood because it's genetic, mm-hmm. and then someone comes along and changes that, and they go, well, what happened to your genes? We didn't mm-hmm. change the genes. We changed how your genes respond to its environment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, um, just, for my purposes, are the inflammation you're talking about? Are you talking about the um, high sensitivity sensitivity uh, C-reactive protein (CRP) levels? Well,
1: remember, the CRP. Um, remember, CRP is a pentaprotein released from the liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- much more detailed than that. Any okay. kind of any kind of physiological reaction to where a body's under a state of repair or stress. There's more than CRP that's released. There's an immune response. That CRP will never. That's why when CRP finally starts to get elevated, it's a bad day. It's a very bad day. And so you can actually measure your CRP levels and everything over one. But you gotta remember CRP, once again, by the time the CRP even it gets above one, mm-hmm. you have some chronic inflammation already there. Yeah. If you look at it this way, uh, um, when you look at inflammation in general, it's just an immune response that is responding to either repair uh, a damaged area or deal with some uh, foreign agent that doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. For example, if uh, COVID comes into your lungs, guess what happens? When they talk about all the inflammatory things that are happening, Remember, that's a survival mechanism. And therefore, guess what? If it's not, if your body cannot respond properly, of course, there can be some death. But I tell people, I say, listen, put your body in a state where it can respond properly, go through it, and you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. But we've actually created these things like they are going to overtake our system. But you got to remember, you can actually have a inflammation from a sliver or you can have inflammation from a food. The reaction is still an immune response. So by the time that CRP from the liver is released mm-hmm. and you have a high CRP of above one, uh, you've been chronically inflamed for a while. Yeah
0: okay that makes a lot of sense i know um i've known some people with their crp levels that have been pretty i mean significantly over one and we we've had some conversations about that and i i know that's not a good thing that's not ideal by any means
1: (laughs) um and if you have them really high there's some infection you get over you get over five there's some infection that's hanging out having a party in your in their in their house
0: (laughs) yeah um you know the other thing you you touched on briefly is I mean, we talked about um, serotonin, and we you also mentioned the gut a little bit earlier. And you know, one of the one of my biggest arguments for people being prescribed SSRIs in regards to some of the mental health um, stuff is that they are so quick to prescribe those SSRIs when ninety I think it's ninety percent of your serotonin is produced in the gut. Is that
1: accurate? They, they made those estimates. Um, I don't know how they get those but i agree that the majority of our uh we do know this the, the majority of our peripheral neurotransmitters are just made there they're made in the periphery okay mm-hmm. the enterochromaffin cells within the gi lining obviously that that the gi lining could be anywhere from 23 to 28 feet long of course so it's going to have the most of the amount of enterochromaffin cells our brain does have them our certain fa- uh, factors do produce serotonin but obviously that's why foods create so much emotion that's why mm-hmm. you know if you do have a, a, a gut reaction from an infection to a food allergy to anything that disrupts the GI, it changes your mental state. It really does. It, even to the point where it can actually, you can end up with a depletion um, which can lead to very low um, mood, even depression. Or on the flip side, you can have an aggravation which can actually accelerate serotonin syndrome. Where a lot of people don't realize that uh, people say, doc, I suffer from depression and anxiety. I'm like going, okay, which one? because you can't suffer from both at the same time because serotonin being elevated creates anxiety, serotonin being low creates depression. Yes, you may feel like you're up and down, but that doesn't mean you're, you have to be very, very diagnostic. And, and the sad part about when it comes to serotonin, with the exception of measuring them in the blood or actually in the urine, um, there is no technology that what shows it does to our brain as far as like even SSRIs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a joke, it's a crapshoot. It's a scary crapshoot mm-hmm. because they're manipulating what's happening in that brain and that scares me. So I'd rather see people start to um, go to the aspect of regenerating that serotonin production, which the majority of it does happen within our, you know, GI lining that way. Which can, which can once again, if you do have GI problems, you're going to have some mood problems. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know my stomach feels doesn't feel good. I'm, I'm crap, I'm crabby.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that, that whole world was my world. That's what led me to actually start to investigate to going into nutrition, to going into immunology, to going into chiropractor, doing those things, mm-hmm. because I actually had, that was my own personal experience. What mm-hmm. so made me so well about, now people say, Doc, but if I see your stuff, you, you, you are known, you're known as a hormone whisperer that way. And I said, no, Dr. Flynn is not a, a hormone, Doc. Dr. Patrick actually decided to actually figure out that they have a major wrong perspective. And I can prove that in less than two minutes when it comes to just female hormones in general. Um, the world of today is absolutely clueless when it comes to hormones and it's why fertility breast cancer and every other hormone condition continues to rise at a psychotic rate.
0: Yeah and I mean why I
1: guess why is that? Why does it? It's it's all about perspective so let me give you an example. So I want and here's something that uh, watch this uh, for so if you're a woman uh, listening to this um, just answer these simple questions for me. If we look at um, Trevor and I we're both males the major hormone that dominates uh, our life is actually testosterone. Trevor, you and I know that we work with it. It's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why if you notice uh, uh, testosterone for males, that's why you see all the commercials about testosterone being low. And I can show you why the number of reason that's off, but we'll talk about that later. But just you ladies think of this. Um, what is the major hormone that dictates your life? Um, and a lot of women will say, well, it's estrogen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. Estrogen is not a hormone. Estrogen is not a hormone nor will it ever be a hormone. And right now, I can see people taking a step back, going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Estrogen is not a hormone. Estrogen is a term that represents many hormones. Okay. So therefore, here's why I have. Here's what happened to me when I was 24 years old. So I met this beautiful woman, and I said, "Let me see your labs from all of the medical experts, from endocrinologists, to the OBs, everything you saw," and they measured just one of those hormones. Because why? Because estradiol is the known psych, major cyclic hormone, but that's just one of the estrogens. So here at 24 years old, I said, listen, I wanna measure them all. So I said, listen, in order to measure them all, you don't need both blood and urine together. And so I started to test them and started to realize that the view that medicine still to this day has on female hormones is dramatically incomplete. So for example, I always tell people, if you're ever watching a movie, uh, movie preview on TV, and all of a sudden they're like, honey, let's look at that movie, it looks really good. Well, they give you a little snapshot and you go to the movie and you go, you get done and go, man, that movie sucked. Why did you go? Well, it's because they took a snapshot and showed you something and they, you judged the whole movie on it until you saw the whole movie. You didn't realize it sucked. Mm-hmm. So that's basically female hormones today. They're going around taking a very small snapshot with incomplete information on what all the hormones are doing, both physically and mentally. And they're manipulating them with drugs and hormone replacement therapy and bioidenticals and all these things and never, never actually have a complete view on them. To me, that's actually devastating. That's 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 actually uh, horrible for women. That's why we actually have such high rates of breast cancer and other problems that, with female hormone problems. So I came along at 24 years old and said, let's just take a complete picture of them. It's labs, it wasn't hard to do. I called the lab companies that any doctor can use across the world. And they said, okay, let's measure them. And then I started to find out why they're off and started to reverse those problems. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now I have four beautiful girls. And I actually truly built my whole career on fertility by showing how women actually throw off their hormones from the stressors and the inflammation that they're doing every single day.
0: Hmm. That's incredibly interesting. So I guess along those same paths then, a question I would ask is, is that um, kind of the same reason why miscarriages are tend to be so high or is there a different, I mean, because I feel like those are becoming more and more
1: prevalent today well if you look at it this way and here's one thing that and i'll be very you're going to see some of the things i'm going to say are going to be very controversial not from our standpoint this will make complete physiologically sense to you mm-hmm. we're not taught this in schools okay mm-hmm. no joke i will be at a medical school this week and i'll speak to a bunch of students and they will not be taught this see understand everybody's looking for hormone production Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at miscarriages, you ask any uh, fertility expert, you ask any OB, you ask any, the number one reason why women actually miscarriage, not the only reason, but the number one reason why is their progesterone drops and it can't maintain the uterus, maintain the pregnancy. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why if you notice that a lot of women that go through miscarriages, the minute they get pregnant, they put them on some form of synthetic progesterone. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. This is why when you think about physiology instead of pathology, you go, why is it dropping? Well, no joke. I still remember the day when i was going through all of my biochemistry textbooks which once again were just things i learned in school but they never teach this and once again guys you can jump on google this is basic biochemistry hormones are produced in different organs from ladies from your adrenals to your ovaries to your fat tissue yes ladies fat is actually an endocrine gland that's why these women that go to crossfit and actually rid all their fat that's why they have so many hormone problems Mm -hmm. because they end up deficient they wonder why they can't get pregnant okay Mm. now once again i'm oversimplifying but i hate when women try to look like boys and they don't have their curves and they're supposed to have the curves now on the flip side you don't want too many curves because then you have an overproduction hormone and that's not good either (laughs) okay but but here's the point so when you actually get that progesterone produced by your organs it converts to other forms well progesterone can convert into cortisol and cortisone. So high mental stress and high levels of inflammation can drain a woman's progesterone. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is this, we don't teach women get away from those stressors. Do You understand that males, actually testosterone goes up under stress, women actually deplete during stress, and I go along saying, guys, stop stressing out your women. God, hey, keep them down. <laughs> keep these things down. Because you can really destroy a woman's hormonal system by both mental stress and inflammation. Do you understand? A swollen toe can reduce your inflammation. A swollen mm-hmm. toe. Because you need you need cortisone, your own natural hormone, to put out any inflammatory reaction, and it will drain from your progesterone. That's why inflammatory things and mental stress are detrimental to women's hormones. Oh, man. Yeah, there's
0: um, kind of going off of that, I mean, in in regards to the kind of keeping those cortisol levels lower, what I mean, I know meditation is kind of finally being pumped out there. How beneficial is that um, to reducing some of that stuff?
1: Fantastic. A, yeah. any, any mentally stressful, because I will, I, will, I will teach you on the show this. Women will be destroyed by mental stress. Guys will be destroyed by sugar. If you, mm. did, if you just took from the podcast right now, women mm. reduce your stress. Now, okay, yes, there's more inflammatory things than mental stress, but by nature. Women actually will have more health conditions from mental stress. Men or men will actually get it from sugar. That, that's why they rid their testosterone so easy. It's actually sugar. Interesting. But if we look at women in general, any stress relieving technique we do, from stretching, from breathing, from asana, from just uh, repeating affirmations, anything that can reduce that mental load on a woman will dramatically change your health, dramatically and and those are simple things that people can do on a regular basis now, i'm not saying there's not more yes you need good nutrients yes you need to do things and if you go back to the serotonin what is the most underused mentally staving thing there is actually it's movement
0: mm-hmm. movement
1: <laughs> exercise good exercise good movement now ladies once again i will say this and it's, i i go into detail this ladies have to understand where they are in their cycle because if they exercise during the wrong time of their cycle they can complete their hormones there's times that you only do like yoga or a vibe plate. Man, people don't realize how Im- important yeah. vibration is. A vibe plate, you can do that every day. You say you got to be careful on high intensity exor- uh, exercise during certain times of a woman's cycle. But there's certain times it's great for them. But the idea is, but movement and actually breathing and just calming aspect and just anything that that uh, puts the body into a normal homeostatic homo- state is absolutely incredible for a woman's health. That's
0: that's awesome, and I think. You know, I I tell I talk to people, so many people about this, is just how detrimental to your health. I think, what is it, a sedentary lifestyle is six no. seated, being seated for six plus hours a day or something like that. Yeah. And that includes things like driving to work, being in traffic, driving home from work. I mean, sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> it's, yep. I, you, that's literally the worst thing you could be doing for yourself right now.
1: One well, on top of it, <laughs> I tell people is this, if you actually have to sit for a long period of time, do me a favor, get a, get a bowl, put mm-hmm. it on a vibe plate and sit with that on. Oh, wow. Yeah. It works because that vibration keeps your body moving. It's proprioceptive stimulating, mm-hmm. which is great for vascular, which is great for immune response, which is great for neurological response. Do you understand proprioceptive is one of the most calming things to the brain. Now watch this guys. If you were just, if you just hold your hand up a little bit and all you do is shake it repeatedly really hard and you stop, and you feel that that little sensation. That's proprioceptive stimulation. What it does, it's calming for your neurology. That's why you see children in the autism spectrum are always trying to to they're trying to have tremors themselves. It's calming to their brain. And that's why, if you notice, I'm addicted personally because once again, my issues were young. Were those sensory issues? Mm-hmm. One of the easiest ways to calm yourself down is a vibration. So that's why I like those things.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of I mean, chock full of research out there about the benefits of vibration. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. You know, one other thing you brought up that I want, that we may as well talk about. Um, yeah. Since we're on this, this topic of relaxation and, and all of that, you brought up saunas. Yep. Um, I get asked a lot about infrared saunas and the whole concept, you know, I bring up photobiomodulation and all of that, but I was asked about infrared saunas specifically and their emf levels yeah, i know the the
1: <laughs> the, the over oh, the over spiritualized hippies get way too uh no about that <laughs> it's like you understand that as they're asking that question as they're typing on their computer their computer has 10 times more eml thousand times more emf as the as the sauna does. yeah okay. yeah it's kind of you my response to <laughs> understand that your son has emf emf is not you know neuron you can get over emf you really can mm-hmm. But you're talking from high frequency, once again, detrimental waves. A sauna does not have that kind. Okay. Mm -hmm. So infrared sauna is by far one of the most penetrating, unbelievable cellular regenerative things that are great. I am a huge fan of sauna. Heck, the other day I I was sitting in my sauna 158 degrees and I went and jumped out in the snow.
0: Oh, man. So you did that kind of the contrast, the hot cold.
1: It's actually phenomenal. Yeah, that's beautiful. People think like there's these major things, I gotta run out and see Dr. Flynn and I gotta run out and see these doctors. You understand that the majority of our conditions, over 90% of our conditions, are just lifestyle problems. <sighs> yeah. But here's the point the point is the doctors you have saw since you were little don't even understand them. Mm-hmm. And they criticize people like us when we show them the way to be healthy because, see, re- really everybody wants us to be healthy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit there and fight diseases because we suck at it, and it's why we are so unhealthy today. yeah, but remember, what's the opposite of disease health? Well, let's start rebuilding the health and that's what we're experts at and that's what people want people people don't want to go to doctors not be sick. they want to be healthy Well you're uh, well tell me what a drug or surgery makes you healthy. please tell me because I'll take it
0: <laughs> yeah and the the other th- argument that I always I hear is well, I don't hear it, but in my head, it's like people don't they want the easy quick easy fix they don't necessarily want they want to be healthy but they don't always want to put in the time or the effort to be healthy or to change that lifestyle they want the quick fix the quick diet the quick pill and oh man I could we could talk about that for ages yeah. I'm sure
1: <laughs> yeah and, and the is I'm going to be a little bit more brutal because I've got 21 years experience in hundreds of thousands of patients and I've looked mm-hmm. over a joke a hundred thousand plus uh, hormone labs in my career is the fact of this is, it's going to sound funny, those people, you just have to let them suffer enough, Yeah. because until they are actually have enough pain to change, they will argue, and I'm like, I don't have time to argue because I've got thousands of other people that just want to make their life better, and so exactly. it's like, you don't want to change your lifestyle, I can't sit there and talk to you, and I know, exactly. it, sounds, I know it sounds rough, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to people that want to listen because now they can take the physical activities they need to do to change their life, if you want to argue, and there, guess what happens? Doc, what herb do you have for the thyroid? There is none. What herb do you have? For the, there is none. And you're just trying to replace. And see, I, so I tell people this, and uh, my favorite analogy, which that's why with the wellness way clinics, or really what healthcare should be, is I always call medicine in the fire department. Man, I get it. If you get hit by a car, if your house is on fire, use axes and hoses to put it out. But during the process, they cause some destruction, mm-hmm. and you're left with a burnt up house, even if they save your house. Well, that's what medicine is like. Use drugs or surgery to stay alive. Thank God. We don't die from things we did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The idea is this. But even if they do their job properly and do it well, you're left with a burnt-up house. So our field is more of a carpenter-type doctor. So I'm not your medical doctor, nor do I want to be because that's not my field. I don't want to know about your brain surgery. I'll send you the brain surgery if you need brain surgery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This, but do you want to them? That brain surgeon doesn't know how to make a healthy brain. You saying? Because mm-hmm. here, your brain surgeon will even tell you that taking a cholesterol drug is good, yet statin drugs are the number one leading cause of Alzheimer's dementia. Who said so? The statin drug does his as in the box.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's what I said. So I tell people we've built a whole form of health care, not disease, fire department, sick care, whole form of health care from a carpenter standpoint because everybody, regardless, once again, has an individual house that is different from everybody else and needs to be taken care of it and rebuilt on a regular process and there's no drug or surgery that actually helps you rebuild your house Mm -hmm. so just a little analogy I love analogies
0: no that's that's a great one and I'm probably going to use that to help explain to some people because like you said until people really want to help themselves there's not a whole lot that we can do for them because they it's a commitment they have to make that commitment and until they're ready to hit it head on it doesn't really matter what we would do for them because they wouldn't be fully invested and their health likely wouldn't changed a whole lot until, until they're like, yeah, I, I got to jump all in on this.
1: Yep. And so what I tell people is this is once again, everybody has their own blueprint that's what we need and we need to figure out and as a carpenter doctor we start to figure out what your body needs but we don't guess see the cool thing is this all the stuff can be tested for so what happens is how can you build a hormonal system when you don't know when you don't test it how can you actually see where serotonin is if you don't test it and all those things so we've actually not looked at a model of testing for diseases if you want to get tested for cancer go to the oncologist but if you actually want to get your immune response tested to even battle that cancer come to actually a carpenter type doctor like us
0: nice that's awesome that's a people need to know about these options that they that they have and that there's just so so much different almost better stuff out there that they can do for themselves and that's i mean that's why a big reason why we started our business why you started yours and people just need to know that there's things that they can do before it really hits the fan <laughs> before let things say, really get
1: bad we say this you don't want to catch on fire mm-hmm. if your health catches on fire man you may not survive Mm-hmm. And thank God we have drugs or surgery that can save somebody's life. Right. But there's not one doctor. When I'm down and I always start off every talk with my fire department carpet analogy. Say, listen, you guys may be going to school to be a fire department. God bless you. It's why we don't die from a broken arm. It's why we can actually even cut off our hand and still survive. hundred years ago, most people died from that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we built a good medical system that helps us survive a little bit longer. But that's not health, Trevor. Mm-hmm. And people are so sick today. So all we're doing is we're living longer. Yet we have a bunch of rotten houses running around. And then all of a sudden a little virus comes around, and everybody freaks out because everybody uh, people are dying from it. Going, well that's because your house is weak. Mm-hmm. You know Some is like this. I was happily exposed to people that tested positive and had the infections. I actually gave them a spoon. I said, put this in your mouth, and I put it back in my mouth, and my <laughs> kid's mouth, in my wife's mouth, because you know why? Because I'm not worried about the virus that, for example, is going to cycle through like it's supposed to, like every other virus in history did. Because if you're so worried about a virus, if the germ theory was correct, none of us would be alive to even understand or know it.
0: Mm-hmm. I One of my biggest wishes when all of this started was that it would be highlighted how unhealthy americans are and that mm-hmm. something would be done to rectify that or people would start to kind of wake up and be like wow i need to start moving i need to start eating better and you know it's been a year and i just gyms had to close but fast food restaurants stayed open and yep. it, it was uh it was actually reverse of what i was hoping for
1: <laughs> well i i think aarp did a wonderful job at the beginning of this and they actually put out a paper and i have it Um, because a patient brought it to me and said, doc, they sound like you because all COVID did or any other infection that will eventually come around. It just showed the weakness of how sick people really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and see so therefore guess what and it doesn't matter if you're a biden fan a trump fan a republican and democrat they're all wrong when it comes down to even health care because the dominant force at thinking is medical so what they're going to do is they perpetuate this this uh devastating don't want to get me started on the vaccine which isn't really a vaccine but the idea is this it's like and so therefore that's the dominant thinking i never heard president trump or biden say you wanna know something the reason why some people test positive and never die is because they, their immune system can handle it. Mm-hmm. And so they test, but they, if they can push deaths, they can push their medical thinking, which is why they gave drug companies over billions of dollars, which was, which was great for business for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad.
0: it is, it, it really is. And that's just the state of where we're at right now. And I hope people at some point get it and be like, I just need to be healthier and start to view the health as an investment. And I mean, you only got I mean, we're, we're built to live to be 100 plus years old as long as we take care of ourselves and do what we're supposed to do. I just I just don't know people it's on it's on every single person to take that ownership.
1: Absolutely. Love it.
0: Um, so, you know, the something else I wanted to bring up that I thought was pretty interesting is you kind of go through um, three different aspects, right? Yep. Uh, with the wellness way so we're looking at traumas toxins and thoughts yep I was wondering if you could just touch on those um, briefly and how that kind of is incorporated
1: well what I started to look at I started to go just like with my um, multiple degrees mm-hmm. I started to look so let's even just being a chiropractor, let's actually explain what a chiropractor really does it's really simple all we do is crack some trauma now for example let me give you a dumb example if you were to actually, uh, if your finger joint actually got misaligned, that joint will have some damage. That damage will actually re- respond into an inflammatory immune response. And if it doesn't correct, if the joint's not corrected, it's going to be constantly inflamed and constantly constantly swollen, and there's going to be a constant immune reaction. And that, that immune reaction, yes, it's localized to your finger, but it affects all tissues. It affects everything through your body. And so, therefore, your liver has to deal with it. Your blood sugar has to deal with it. Your kidneys have to deal with it. And so therefore, if that trauma is not corrected, then it sets your body into a fight or flight response, inflammatory response. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't care if you have a swollen back, a swollen toe, a swollen uh, elbow, if trauma is not corrected, and that trauma can be to the structure, it can be to the muscle, the muscular system, that's why even even physical therapy, massage therapy, acupuncture, all these great techniques that do a good job of actually putting the body into a non-traumatic state. Mm -hmm. It's a recovery process. So I said, you want something? Trauma is not good for the body. It's an inflammatory stressor. It puts your body in a fight or flight. But also, once again, that's why when people get the aspect about toxins, yes, toxic foods are very bad. Non-organic food is a poison. Well, no, doc, it's okay in moderation. Your body doesn't know moderation. It's either good or inflammatory. That's it. You your, your one Snicker bar hurts you regardless if you see it or not. Mm-hmm. Now what happens is so then get it removing toxins and stuff and obviously. But see the caveat that led me to understand food and go for my degree in nutrition was the fact that this is I'm highly allergic to eggs, okay. and people say, well, doc, why don't you just eat organic eggs? Well, then I'll be organically dead. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. See, so I started to realize that once again, and how you find out if you're allergic is test for it. Mm-hmm. Well, You can test for trauma. You can test for toxins. You can test for deficiencies because here's what happens. You cannot build that beautiful house that we have without proper material, and you can test for those things. Mm-hmm. And then third of all, I realized another hugely inflammatory thing, especially for women, was the minute that you get mental stress, mm-hmm. or it does, it puts your body into fight or flight. Which is an, which is a catabolic, degenerative, inflammatory state. So I started to realize that there was so many, um, and I called three Ts, mm-hmm. trauma toxic and, and, and thought things that people do on a daily basis that actually cause their house to be rotten. Mm-hmm. What if we could find those in each individual and every person is the same? There's not two people that are ever the same, they're always different. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what actually true doctrine is it should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Individualized personal aspect. And that's why I could teach a physical therapist. I could teach a medical doctor. I have nurse practitioners that don't even use their degrees. You know, I have nurse practitioners that go, man, I wish I had some form of trauma-type teaching so I could affect people that way. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Send them to somebody that does. You see And that's why, that's why I've transcended all healthcare professionals um, going, well, if I'm a medical doctor, well, then guess what? If I wanna do medical care because I believe that people can be saved, but what if I could learn the other aspects and actually then show them how they'd be healthy, then I don't have to do that stuff as much. Mm -hmm. But what if I'm a pharmacist and a person comes in and says, don't take this statin drug. The statin drug, if your cholesterol is elevated, remember, every anabolic hormone comes from cholesterol. Mm -hmm. The brain is the number one organ that uses cholesterol. So if your body raises cholesterol, it's because there's a stress. Don't try to lower your cholesterol, you damage the body. Find the stressor and your body's genetically programmed with the cholesterol back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, so that's where going after those three T's is really a personalized testing investigation for every person on the planet and there's no generalization for anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Treat and you know teach them how to take care of themselves. That's yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, so you know this has been a great conversation. I know you have a busy schedule so I want to ask um, you a few more questions. Um, sure. Just general questions. So you know what is if for for someone what would what's one of your favorite health related
1: books um it <laughs> sounds funny what happens is this i don't have one perfect <laughs> no <laughs> i am if you were to ever see my library at home mm-hmm. i actually read almost every textbook in immunology biochemistry um every i'm i i'm a huge textbook reader okay. because i found this out and, and, and that's why in my book, I never tried to do this ever is you'll see this a lot. People give you like a, a book and they're giving you just a bunch of opinions, what to do, mm-hmm. like it can generalize to everybody. See, I, there's no, here, watch this you'll very seldom ever hear me talk about like a favorite nutrient. Okay. Like an, like an straight a straggler. Yeah. Because you know, why? Because you can't apply it to everybody. You can't. And see, so therefore it's very hard for me to read somebody's book and say, look at here's my, here's, you see this all the time in hormone work. Here's my protocol that balances female mm-hmm. hormones. Mm-hmm. Really, you're telling me every <laughs> woman needs to take these herbs, or even if they're good, that that's gonna fix them and stuff like that. It's, I think protocols are the dumbest misleading thing in, pro, in the process. I think both medically and naturally, I think it's misleading. But if you understand, like I said, look at that, just talk to you about this. Uh, progesterone converting to cortisol or cortisone. what if we could map out those things? So I started to just really, I'm obsessed with biochemistry and immunology. And that's why, once again, that's, and then figuring out what each individual needs. So it's, so my favorite book, textbooks. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, they they give you the tools. And then like you, like you were saying, I I love that is, you know, not, and and we, we say this all the time for our, for our own business. There's not two people that are the same. And even if they're, I don't know, I, I hate this term too, diagnosed with some, with something, it's not coming from the same issue it's not coming from the same cause you know somebody we see for example someone's shoulder pain and you know we we hear this all the time oh, I have biceps tendinitis well okay great like don't care <laughs> let's let's dig it apart let's tear it apart and let's see what's actually causing your shoulder to hurt yep. rather than just being like okay let's how about you go get a prescription for an injection or go take these anti-inflammatories it, it's you can't do that for every single person. And you have to treat every single person as the individual and not as the symptoms or a diagnosis. Yep, I agree 100%. And you just take those tools from the books and and apply them. Um, Cool. So, second, what's your favorite uh, health-related activity to do in Green Bay?
1: I think people have actually... um, I know it's kind of funny because everybody, you know, doesn't like the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, people realize how great going from hot to cold and mm-hmm. cold. Uh-huh. Perfect. I think I know it sounds funny. I, I love jumping in the snow. <laughs> so <laughs> I just uh, the outdoors is just. I mean, I think the outdoors is almost healing things in the planet. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but I also think I love the aspect of the winter when we can uh, jump in my sauna and then go out to the cold. Yeah. Vice the cold therapy is as um, um, cold therapy is not used enough. It really mm-hmm. isn't. You know, it's like. Um, but vice versa, we also need to go to the extreme hot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that my favorite thing to do is actually play in the snow. <laughs> that's yeah. helpful. that's I awesome. <laughs> no,
0: that's, I have conversations with, with that about, or with, with people about that too, is going from the hot to cold and doing some cold thermogenesis stuff. Yep. Um, and just the healing that it can do at the cellular level. It's amazing. It really is. And a lot of people, they, they kind of look at you like, well, why would I want to be hot and then cold and go back and forth like that? But well,
1: and, and let me give you this and we can circle back just in a quick second on this. A lot of people do not realize that our lymphatic system doesn't have its own system of, of um, compression. Mm-hmm. When you look at going on vibe, vibe plates, it causes the lymphatics to contract and moves our toxins through as quickly as possible. But when you go from hot to cold, that's a significant amount of contraction that pushes toxins through your lymphatics to get rid of them. So there's, there's so much more benefits to going hot to cold than people do. And that's why I tell people, when you take a shower in the morning, yes, get it nice and hot, but end on cold. Mm-hmm. You really want to end on cold.
0: Yep. Is there in you know, I've heard a, a few different like time frames. I mean, I've heard it everywhere from 30 seconds to two to three minutes, especially like after workouts or something, just because of the hormone regulation and, and all of that, is there a certain time that you'd recommend going from a um, hot into it and then ending in the cold shower?
1: I would I would put this. You always want to be colder than you want to be hot. Okay. Um, and, he- and here's why people don't even realize this you got to be very careful about going too hot because your thyroid will shut down. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if you want to, I always tell ladies, you want to kickstart your thyroid, start taking some ice baths. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people, you want to end on chill, no matter where you are. So if you're taking a hot bath or a hot shower and you're there for 20 minutes, well then I don't care how long you get iced as long as you're shivering when you get out of that shower. Perfect,
0: okay, nice. Yeah, that's, it's so beneficial. Um, I hope more people start to do that
1: (laughs) and then- It is cheap.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's like you were saying before, it's really not difficult. It's all you got to do is turn your water on hot, turn on cold and it's, it's yeah, cheap. <laughs> yep, It's awesome. Um, and last, just one, what's one piece of advice you'd give uh, to someone to help take control of their health and then basically in turn, giving them their life
1: back? Yes. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Number one, don't listen to anybody. Because if you see the whole world today is stuck to the TV, and that's why they're going to damage millions and millions of people from vaccines and from everything they're doing to people. Mm-hmm. So that happens, do not believe one word I say. Do not believe one word Trevor says. Do me a favor because if you just take your health seriously and investigate, guess what happens? You will actually realize that people are so misled in their health for their own benefit and financial gain. Mm-hmm. Our medical system, I know I, I speak to a lot of doctors, but our drug companies are not out there for your health. Every drug company has had some major, major fraud. So I tell people, investigate. Don't like what I have to say? Investigate it. Look mm-hmm. it up. Because what happens is, then come to your own conclusions and yes. stuff. And that's why I tell people, it's like so. The best word of advice is, don't listen to me. Nice. Try to prove everything I say wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be that be that vigilant learner. Always yeah. strive to learn more about what you can do to to help yourself. Yes. I mean, nobody knows your body better than you do. Yes. You know and if I mean? it makes
1: sense to you, then. Then follow through with it, but don't listen. I, I beg every listener today, don't believe one word. I say, think that I'm trying to mislead you in every way and investigate every word I said. That's
0: that's great. That's awesome. I love that. Well, I mean, all you need to do is look at your reviews, your followings, testimonials. I mean, it's you've made an incredible impact on so many people. And I think more Ooh. importantly, you've, you've kind of really allowed them to see that they have options and that the modern way may not always be the best way. <laughs> and that it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely possible to take your life back. You just kind of have to own it and, and figure it out. Absolutely. Um, so where where could people go to follow you or get in contact with you or what's the best way?
1: Oh, you know, I tell people, uh, we just put out a ton of free videos and information. It's just that uh, you can go to com. just thewellnessway.com. Um My Facebook page, I'm on there constantly, just Dr. Patrick Flynn. Um, Flyn is spelled F-L-Y-N-N. And um, yeah, so it's great. And we just put a ton of great information out there. And I can, I say this with great pride. We never sell anything because I do not believe in generalizations for anybody. So I'll tell people when they go to my stuff, they're just looking at for great information, physiology, biochemistry, immunology, uh, steps that you can do to get tested once again, because then you'll know what your body needs and everything. So yeah, The Wellness Way or just Dr. Patrick Flynn. We're on most uh, platforms out there. Um, yeah, it's great to, to give people good, free information. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, Dr. Patrick, I can't thank you enough. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy hearing this. I know that I definitely am going to take a lot from this as well. Um, and, you know, I'd love to definitely have you back on. I feel like there's so much that, that can be talked about for yeah, sure. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Awesome.
0: And as always, guys, thanks for listening to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast, and we will see you next time. If you would like more information about one of our guests or us at Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, just send us an email at info at mvmt-rehab.com.
1: That's info at movement-rehab.com.